It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. We are joined today by who else? Who other than Bill Barnes? He is back for his weekly segment on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer has plenty to say about what's been going on around the country. Uh, a lot of rioting still going on, a lot of violence, some some peaceful protests out there as well. But we had a lot to talk about with Bill, so we'll get right to it here pretty soon. A big thank you to Chris Mayer and Eddie Garcia for coming on the program. Uh, recently, they were episodes were recorded a couple weeks ago. They had uh, they were out here yesterday and Monday with us. And, you know, with Bill, Bill is the only segment we record really the day before. Everything else is generally recorded about a week or a week and a half before it is posted, just so everyone is aware of that. Bill and I usually talk more about current events than anything. And, and unfortunately, the, there's only one one really topic to, to cover. Uh, it's a similar thing that we kind of t- discussed over the weekend with our special Sunday edition of the podcast. But uh, this time it's just Bill, and I think he's calmed down a little bit <laughs> from uh, from Sunday, just like a lot of us have. But we're still being careful out there. There's uh, a lot of dangerous things going on, a lot of violence around our communities, and, and it's a scary time for everyone around the country. So Bill and I are going to talk and maybe try to try to figure out uh, some solutions or at least discuss some possible things we can all do. Uh, so it'll be fun to, to sit down and record with him. Just so everybody knows, our recordings are done on Tuesday afternoons right before uh, our Wednesday episode so that we can post that episode as soon as we can on Wednesday morning. But everyone else generally records about a week or so ahead of time. That's why there's not as many current event topics with other people. But as we move forward, maybe we will do a better job of that in recording a few days out maybe just so that uh, recordings with those episodes are a little more recent. But anyway, that's that's kind of the way we're doing things here for right now. I do want to uh, say thank you to everyone who has taken their time out of a scary time to listen to our podcast. There's a great deal of uh, things going on in the country today that uh, we really appreciate you send, spending a little bit of time with us. I'm going to continue to post episodes of people who we have recorded. There's a lot of things to talk about in recent and current events, uh, but I don't want to uh, postpone any of those uh, recordings I did with uh, people later this week, such as Rich Padilla on tomorrow on Thursday and Joe Baldino on Monday, or excuse me, on Friday. I want to make sure they uh, they get those out because, or we get those out for them, I should say, because this weekend we that's what we said we were going to do. Uh, a lot of other things, a lot of other issues to talk about, but we will try to cover them as well. We don't want to ignore anything. That's just kind of uh, to paint a picture for everyone how things are operating here. Uh, looking forward to our conversations with both of those guys tomorrow and Friday. But today is Wednesday, and that means Bill Barnes. So let's not waste too much more time. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll get right into our recording with Bill Barnes. 
Okay, today we are joined by Bill Barnes. He is back again for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. He was here with us on Sunday night, pretty late, with a few other uh, people for a roundtable discussion we had regarding the rioting and looting that was going on. But, uh, you know, Bill was here last week, kind of when everything was getting started, uh, right after Mr. Floyd was killed. And uh, we, we kind of knew things would, would be coming, but maybe not as bad as they have become. So, Bill, uh, let me welcome you back to the program once again. Thank you, Matt. I'm here Wednesday. Can't, you know, it's my home away from home on Wednesdays, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know what, Bill, I think a lot of people are in their homes right now, really struggling with what is going on out there. I think there's plenty of agreement, but there's a ton of disagreement. And, and that's unfortunate. I mean, we're really seeing the country kind of kind of burning from the inside out, and it's pretty frustrating. Yeah, um, <clears throat> just when we were getting to the to the end of this, uh, the stay at home orders, we were starting to be able to go out and enjoy life a little bit, <clears throat> and um, we saw some of the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, we we had this unfortunate and and criminal act take place last Monday night, a week ago Monday. Um, <clears throat> once again, I'll repeat myself and I'll, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet because, it, you know, I, I've said it on your show the last two times I've been on. There was no justification for the knee in the neck of Mr. Floyd that contributed to his death. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, even though the autopsy has come back, there's two separate autopsies that were done one by the county coroner, one by the hired pathologist, Michael Baden, by the family. Um, the bottom line is Mr. Floyd is dead. Mr. Floyd was killed lying on the ground, face down, with a knee in his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. That is inhumane. That is not a standard trained use of force. That cop was wrong and in my opinion should be convicted of of us of a some, some degree of murder no doubt as should the three other officers that stood by and watched him do this and did nothing to intervene period of the story that's wrong that's wrong so from that you know that's kind of the a base basis of where i'm coming from i am not at all taking sides with those officers okay however if this didn't happen i i firmly believe that the unfortunate death of any black man at the hands of the police whether justified or not justified would probably have sparked some type of protest and this was a long time coming i firmly believe that that folks are have been pissed off and angered by a President Trump B being locked down in a in a in a so-called pandemic for months, and then this tragedy that was pretty much the uh, straw that kind of broke the camel's back here a little bit and got things got things going. Uh, is it right? Is it right that these so-called peaceful protests turn to violence? No, no. It is it is everyone's First Amendment right to gather and protest. It's their, it, that is your constitutional right. However, we've had a week of this now. We've had people get hurt. We've had people die. 
senselessly, both on the police side and on the the uh, protesters side being injured. At some point in time, you've just got to say no to this. Our spineless, weak governors and mayors need to say, okay, we've given you a week to protest. It's time we stop. We're not going to grant any more permits, even though I don't think they're getting permits, okay? (laughs) They're just doing it. Because what happens, Matt, is that when these protests, like in Hollywood, Santa Monica, the Fairfax District of Los Angeles, um, New York, Philadelphia, all throughout the country, when these folks gather for a so-called peaceful protest, this sparks an alert to the looters, to the criminals, to the folks that just want to go steal and loot and, and wreak havoc. Now they're signaled on where to go. They do their drive-by lootings in their big, fancy, nice cars. This is not, they are not part of the protest. They are not part of the solution. They are another problem to this. And finally, finally last night in Los Angeles, the spineless jellyfish mayor finally probably gave in to Chief Moore, who's not much more, you know, he, he's basically a, a, a uh, mouth mouthpiece and a minion to the mayor as well. However, I really think he's starting to kind of get tired of this. And I think his troops from within are get putting pressure on him to, hey, look, let's go out. Let's restore some order here. Let's arrest people. They had mm-hmm. a great plan in place last night. You had jail buses in Hollywood and they were taking action on not only the looters, but the protesters that then that then be, uh, became guilty of an unlawful assembly and were arrested on curfew violations. What's frustrating to me, Bill, is that I see things get spun around so quickly. Okay, so you, you say what you just said. Certain police forces are saying, all right, we're going we're gonna to step it up a little bit because we're being forced to. We're not going to break up some peaceful protests. We have to take action out or the city's going to burn. So what's happening now is, you know, you know, I'm not going to say exactly who they are, but it's a lot of members of the media and and other people are saying, I can't believe the police force is mobilizing against its citizens, the military and the National Guard. I can't believe they're shooting rubber bullets at people and uh, using smoke grenades and, and pushing people back. This is so disturbing, yet they don't talk about how disturbing it is with the violence. It's very inconsistent to me in, in the outrage from people, and that is something that's very disturbing. Yes. Um, you know, it's very disturbing that, that if I'm a small business owner and I have to board up my business in, in, in lieu of getting windows broken in and my, and my, my, uh, my inventory stolen. That's disturbing. Okay. That's disturbing. And as a protester, if I'm told time to go home, one would, would think, well, I'm now going to be in violation of a lawful, of a, of a lawful order and it's time to go home. Now, if you want to get, if you want to get arrested to be a martyr, to make your, you know, to, to, to show your solidarity with this, with the Black Lives Matter movement, by all means, do it. All right, fine. Sit there, put your arms behind your back and get get the uh, flex cuff put on you and get on the bus. I'm fine with that. 
All right. To, 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 to those folks, knock yourself out. To the ones that are hiding behind the, the, the shield of these protests that are going out and wreaking the damage and, and just un- callously stealing and damaging um, property, that is, uh, that's, that's criminal and it needs to be dealt with. Okay. Um, in, 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 in that regards, the inmates are running the asylum. And, and the first few nights, the cops were letting them do it, which enraged me. I was mm-hmm. finally glad to see last night that LAPD had a plan. The Riverside Police and the Riverside Sheriff had a plan. Um, they dealt with the, the uh, protesters in Riverside quite well. It was a peaceful protest. I had a lot of friends that went to that or around it. They called me and they said, hey, this was a peaceful protest. And it was the stragglers who refused to go and did not adhere to the curfew that got the rubber bullets shot at them and they got uh, arrested. And, you know, kudos to, to them for doing it that way. Uh, I watched a little bit of it on, on TV last night, you know, being the uh, former Riverside cop that I am, I was proud to see what the way my, my, uh, my young brothers and sisters handled that. I was completely shocked and dismayed and, and kind of sickened when the sheriff of that county took a knee with the protesters. Um, that shows nothing but, in my, in my uh, <clears throat> opinion, and it's my opinion only, shows a bit of cowardice. It shows a bit of weakness to uh, side with the folks that you need to draw the line against. Um, it, it's not, pro- I don't think it's proper to do that. However, I understand that, that the good sheriff over there is a, is a politician and he needs to, you know, butter both sides of the bread. Although if I worked for him, I would be really, really uh, angered with him. And I saw that some of his minions from what it looked like, the guys with him took knees also. I'm proud to say, I'm proud to say that I saw no Riverside police officers take a knee. Okay. And, the, and one, one could say to me, well, Bill, you know what? You're a fucking dinosaur and it's a new way of policing nowadays. Well, that may be true, but there's ways to handle this without giving in to the folks that you may 10 minutes later arrest, 20 minutes later arrest, 30 minutes later, the same people you took a knee with are going to be throwing screwdrivers and razor blades and uh, car batteries at you. Okay. I don't play that game. Okay. I am old school and I don't agree with that. I do think that it's uh, it wasn't just Riverside. There was a lot of places around the country that were using that, that were um, having officers do that. It was a little surprising for me to see that. Uh, but I think there is a place <laughs> where uh, it seems to me, Bill, that a lot of law enforcement <laughs> at this point, they're almost they're, they're almost open to trying anything just to keep the violence and the mob uh keep keep all of that down not not the protest not the protesting of course but the the violence and i think you know i i can't i can't sit here and tell you i i like seeing it either um there's a lot of people that did though there's a lot of people that did and uh uh, i don't know if that's going to continue or not if it's going to help or not uh but it's definitely something new that i had never seen before well, let's just hope we never see it again. Um, 
it's not a good standard practice to do that. Um, you know, <clears throat> if I was a jail deputy and one of the inmates to hey, why don't you come in and into my cell and have lunch with me today? You know, it'd be a show of solidarity that we do this. No, that ain't happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have your, your position. I have mine. You know, there is that, there's a, there's that line in the sand that we don't cross. But as a politician, I'm sure maybe, you know, maybe uh, if you're an elected official or if like, unfortunately, you're like Chief Moore in Los Angeles and like a lot of police chiefs are in the country now, they gave up their their civil service protection years ago when they all decided to be a police chief that you were an at-will employee, which means that if the city manager, the mayor, in this case, Garcetti, who's the biggest micromanaging um, individual I've ever seen, just like his father was as a DA. Uh, if he doesn't like what, what Moore's doing, he can get rid of him. And it, it, it's kind of in reading between the lines and kind of reading the chief, like I have, and I, again, I don't know the guy, but I kind of think he's getting fed up with this. And as a, and as a, a chief of, of um, a department, that's one of the top five in population in the country. He needs to restore order in his city. And he has a major obstacle in his mayor and in his governor, who, in my opinion, are aiding and abetting these rioters by doing nothing, by keep talking about how they understand their their frustration, how they understand what they're going through. They don't fucking understand. They've never been they've never had a uh, they've never been, you know, arrested in their life. You know, they don't know what it's like. They're, They're blowing smoke up everybody's ass especially if i was if i was a rioter and a looter i would have no respect for those idiots either okay mm-hmm. because they're not doing anything they're just blowing smoke and i really firmly believe that like back and i again i hate to keep referring 30 years ago daryl gates when he was the chief of police in los angeles him and tom bradley the mayor hated each other bradley couldn't fire him because the police commission i believe was the only one that could and the police commission was on his side and Bill Gates did what he wanted to do. And, you know, Derek, um, you know, he quit when he wanted to quit. He, he went on, he went on his, he went out on his own. Now, because of that, I think they changed the rules a little bit and the mayor can hire and fire the police chief. And there's a, a you know, there's, there's, he has a blue ribbon committee that he, that he handpicks to do that with him. So, you got to play his game or you're not going to be employed very long. And I'm hoping that Chief Moore has enough of his bullshit and retires after this whole thing's over. Because I think it would probably, you know, and I, I'm not speaking for him because I'm not him. But, you know, there's only so much bullshit you can take from somebody. Um, we, didn't, we didn't sign up for this job and go through the police academy to be a politician. We signed up to serve, protect, and be a neutral arbitrator uh, of the law. And that's not happening right now. And he's getting no help from the mayor or the governor. Um, I, I got to say this. It seems like there's two. If you had this, there's a lot of different out outlook and, and different thoughts out there. But if I had to sum it up, I'd say this. It, I feel like there's two uh, major trains of thought out there. 
especially what's happened the past couple days. I think there is a segment of the population that is so fed up with uh, with what uh, the different instances of police police brutality of moments where there's been loss of life. They're so fed up with that, that they have this justification now that, you know what, enough is enough. We're going to go F, you know, this, this happens all the time and we're tired of it. We're going to just uh, over override everything. And then there's another segment of the population that is very fearful that we are losing this. Uh, it's law enforcement law enforcement officers, and we're losing this uh, respect uh, to, to that authority. And, and we've been over it many times. Yes, there's moments where that authority has gone way, way more, uh, have, have step, overstepped the lines way more than they should have. All right. But it, we're starting to lose respect for uh, authority, especially law enforcement, and I really think that's a dangerous route to go because you start getting rid of law and order. I mean, it's going to be one big free for all. Well, we're starting to see that. And so what do we do in the meantime? We have to coexist and we're not doing a very good job of coexisting either. Um, because we have, we have mistakes made on both sides. Okay. Like I, I said the other night, there are bad cops out there. There are violent, rotten, no good fucking cops out there. Okay. I wish there weren't, but there is. There are no good fucking violent criminals out there. I wish there wasn't, but there is. Somehow, the people that are in between those two need to coexist better because you're not going to change the two people, the two fronts that I just spoke of. They're not going to change. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we don't need to get sucked into the negativity that a very few are displaying. The problem is, the problem is, is that we have politicians that are bending over backwards in their speeches, in their actions, that the ones who are conservatives like myself can't uh, respect and it just it just builds up complete venom for these people to where we wish that people would stand up, rise up and vote them the fuck out of office. OK, and I'm talking about the Garcetti. I'm talking about uh, Newsom, Adam Schiff, not just because he hates Trump. OK, I could care less. He's just a shitty congressman. What has he done for the people of Burbank? That's who he that's who he serves. I, I, I don't see any bills passed by, authored by him. I don't see him uh, doing anything for his people that he serves. He is there to attack Trump and try to find dirt on him, which he has manufactured and it's gone nowhere. It's gone nowhere. Uh, Maxine Waters. She's you know, I, I'm, I'm going to waste my breath on her. She's just a militant piece of shit. That, that hopefully will either die soon. Yes, I said it. Die of natural causes. I'm not threatening her. I hope she will die of old age and get the fuck out of office. And also, I feel that um, Nancy Pelosi is just a complete, an, a complete pile of shit as well. 
Um, so we in California are screwed. This used to be a great place to live. It used to be a great place to raise your kids. It used to be a great place to do everything. And we have allowed the ultra liberal left to destroy this state. And it's still just being destroyed before our eyes. And something has got to be done. It can be saved, but it's got to be done. It's got to be done now. Yeah, what I always find interesting is that the people, you mentioned a couple names there, that are so uh, militant, was the word you used, about unfairness and uh, inequality. You you know what? If it was so inequality, if there was so if it was so unfair how did they get to where they are you know they they they're saying that they were able to climb um out of the uh unfair world and and, and get somewhere but you can't do it it's almost like exact opposite message of what it should be out there there should be this hey let's let's climb out let's let's have better lives for for all of us but no it seems like some of the people who have who are our leaders they they want to just focus on the negative and like, oh, you, it, life's unfair. You'll never amount to anything because there's too many uh, obstacles in your way. Well, that, that's the way it used to be. You used to get there with hard work. Now it's a, now it's now it's it, it, it's a lot of handouts. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, 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 our left is, is good at handing things out, handing out, you know, uh, money for doing nothing. And this is what we get for it. We get the folks that are down looting. The folks that are down doing these unpeaceful protests are are uh, sticking it right up their ass. They're saying, mm-hmm. hey, thank you. We want more. And if you're not going to give us more, we're just going to take because it's an entitlement that the millennials and the criminals have grown up with. Our, our um, uh, judicial system is not strong enough to take action. You know, we have uh, we have uh, jails letting people out. You know, everybody gets put on probation, probation, probation. Mean, not doesn't mean a fucking thing. OK, probation, something to laugh at. Um, if we need to build more jails, let's build more jails. If we need to just, you know, we need to do it. We, we need to put money into cleaning up our state, not uh-huh. al- allowing the entitled, the sick, the lame and the lazy to go out and and um, screw things up. You know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, um, it's it's quite fashionable to rebel against authority because the authority is trying to keep the peace. But their bosses, the people that that govern them are on the criminal side. Gavin, Gavin Newsom is nothing but a criminal because he is allowing criminals to run amok. I'm calling for the immediate. This is going to sound crazy, but I, I remember G. Gordon Liddy back in about 1991 made a statement that stuck with me. He called for the he called for the immediate arrest, incarceration, and um, uh, uh, yeah. I'm so excited! I can't think of words. He basically called for Hillary Clinton to be um, put in prison. I'm calling for the immediate arrest and imprisonment of Gavin Newsom immediately. I know that's crazy. It's not going to happen. But just just know where I'm coming from. The man 
is a complete, complete lunatic. He's delusional. His thoughts are completely with the criminal element, and he needs to be in jail. At the very least, not be the governor. Just like the, that, that, that mayor in Minneapolis who basically enabled and, and helped this whole nationwide riot take place because he didn't take care of problems the first night this happened. Again, I am not about quelling uh, peaceful protests, but these peaceful protests aren't peaceful anymore. You've had over a week now to protest, and your voice has been heard loud and clear. Let's get let's get this uh, show on the road. Let's unboard our businesses. Let's be able to live like the free people we are and quit the bullshit because it's got to stop. Yeah, I mean, I want to play devil's advocate with you on a few things because, you know what, I know there's people that feel differently. I, I am in agreement with with most of what you say, Bill, uh, you know, at, at all times. But, you know. Uh, the problem is you say something like that and people are going to say, well, it's not true. You can't tell us how long to protest and how long to be pissed off. We're going to do what we want to do. And, and, and I'm like, okay, however this goes, the, like, you, like you said, respecting authority, it's like there's not this fear anymore that uh, you could get knocked around by the police or that you can get shot. Ironically, that's that's a lot of what the protesting is about is that police just kind of knock, knock people around all they want. Well, now that there's like, okay, burning and rioting and stealing. Now it's like, they can't do that because everyone's watching and it's, there's no, uh, there's no threat of, of, you know, justified (laughs) retaliation or, uh, law and order because there's such this uh, there, there's such a I, I don't even know what to call it like you, you can't you can't uh, hurt citizens not citizens just I'm talking about criminals like you're saying it's almost like they know that the police are going to be hesitant to do anything because when the police do do something I've seen it already they they've you know, use some force on people. And what are people yelling? They're just yelling, oh, yeah, typical. Here we go again. Uh, Police brutality. And it's like, no, they're doing this because you are burning and stealing things. They're not just walking around and randomly hitting people for fun. Well, very true. What what would be the worst thing in the world to have happen would be that we disbanded police, police departments and that we just armed citizens. For instance, like in the cowboy and Indian days or cowboy days, we walk around, you know, with a six shooter on our hip. And um, if there's no loss, if somebody pisses you off, you just shoot them. Um, You know, that would be the worst thing in the world. And, you know, be careful what you wish for sometimes. And um, that's why we have laws. That's why we have a police department is to uh, make sense of, what's fair and what is not fair and what is, what is, what is law breaking and what is legal. And do I have the answers? No, no, I don't. I don't. Um, All all I'm going to do is go back to what I said before. And this goes for whites, Hispanics, Asians, blacks, everybody. If you do what the policeman tells you to do, 
there's a good chance even when even when 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 uh, when the dust is settled and the facts come out, if you haven't done anything wrong, the handcuffs are going to come off, and you're going to get a uh, I don't know if you're going to get an apology or not, but you're going to get something that says something effective. Hey, thank you for your cooperation. Have a nice day. All right. Thank you for yeah, cooperation. You know- Have a nice day. Now, in all fairness, did I see any type of resistance by Mr. Floyd at that traffic stop? I saw very little, if any. I certainly didn't see it to where uh, he ended up on his on his face being being suffocated. Okay, even though even though the, the, the autopsy says that he had an underlying heart condition, he had drugs in the system, all these things contributed to it. But what certainly didn't help and could have probably, hopefully, um, shouldn't have happened was the knee in the neck. That was the coup de gras that just, you know, was was that made the cops look like they killed him, which, you know, they're charged. And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure uh, the defense is going to be we, uh, we weren't trained properly or we were trained to use uh, pressure to the neck or we were. Uh, you know, this was our training. They're going to, they're going to have some excuse. Well, the bottom line is um, you don't keep your neck, keep the foot on the neck for almost three minutes while the, while the individual is, is uh, unconscious. Okay. Again, we've beat, we've beat this up. It, it, they're wrong period in the story. And right now a whole lot of wrongs don't make a right. Correct. Um you know, and, and a lot of the, the, the protesters are saying that violence is the only way to show your voice. Well, OK, if that's the way you want to play it, that's fine and dandy, but you're going to end up in jail. And in the long run, you know, what's that done for you? How's that going to work out? Mm-hmm. For you? You, you said something not too long ago that things will never change. And, and you said criminals against the police. But I think if we're speaking Freely, I think a big concern or fear with a lot of with a lot of people is that they fear the police against just your your normal citizen. Call it profiling, call it whatever. They think there that is what is vocalized. What can you tell me as a former police officer about you know stopping people? Um, because they matched a description, uh, you know, because I think people are very much, as you said, just two minutes ago, you know, of doing what you're told by the police. Well, Mr. Floyd, I'm playing devil's advocate because, you know, Mr. Floyd did that. And unfortunately he, he was, he ran into the wrong uh, police officer. I hate even calling him that because of what he did, did doesn't stand for police work. Um, so, well, I mean, what can you tell me? What are your thoughts on that? Because there are citizens who do think that, you know, there's this hunt out for, for citizens. I don't believe that, but, but I want to ask you directly to, to comment on that. Okay. Um, let's go to the root of this, this radio call. He was using a phony $20 bill to try to buy something at a, uh, at a convenience store. <laughs> if he had a real $20 bill, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. All right. Okay. Set that aside. Let's go step. Let's go beyond that. Um, When he's contacted, you know, when you're contacted for, okay. That's, that's one example of how this thing escalated. 
he was 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 uh, doing a crime of counter of, of using a counterfeit twenty to buy try to buy something. All right, that's not the crime of the century. I get it, but guess what? He put himself in a bad spot. Okay, now let's move on beyond. Let's move. Let's move on. Let's say that uh, someone goes to a convenience store and they use a, a, a real $20 bill and they, and the, the store owner thinks, oh, I think this is a phony one. They call the cops, the cops come out, they investigate. Uh, the person is cooperative. The person does exactly what he's told to do because that person knows I used a real fucking $20 bill. What, what the fuck's going on here? Okay. You're thinking that you're, you might even be saying that, but you're doing what you're told. If you're being verbal, so be it, be verbal all you want, but don't resist physically. Now, once the investigation is complete, you see that the $20 is real, no harm, no foul, no blood, no ambulance, no nothing. All right. You, the handcuffs get taken off and you get sent on your merry way. Okay. Everybody lives happily ever after. That unfortunately did not happen. Okay. The $20 bill was in fact counterfeit. And Mr. Floyd ended up unfortunately uh, deceased there at the scene. Uh, a bad situation all the way around. You see the two sides of that coin, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, like I said, Bill, I mean, he, like you didn't see much resistance and, and I don't think that scenario had anything to do with resisting arrest because let's say for instance, the guy was resisting arrest. I'll play, I'll, I'll go that mm -hmm. direction. Mm -hmm. Let's say he was, he was resisting arrest the, the right thing to do would still not be to do what that officer did. There might, he might have gotten roughed up a little bit, but as soon as he is in handcuffs and on the ground, it would have stopped. So even if, even if use of force would have been justified, if I'm speaking, if I'm incorrect, tell me, even if use of force would have been justified, it still should not have gone as far as it did. And I think that is what we can all agree on. I really do. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree with you. That was an out and out. Uh, I'm not going to call it a murder because I don't believe it was premeditated, but it was certainly uh, a, a, a homicide. It was death at another person's hands. Okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Without a doubt. Uh, a, a homicide on, on behalf of that officer and the three officers that did nothing to intercede. Okay. They are just as guilty, in my opinion. They will be. They will be arrested, and they will be charged. Mm -hmm. um, what you also have to understand is <laughs> there must, there has to be a a uh, a cultural change in that department. This is not the first rodeo they've had with this kind of situation. Okay. Uh, there has been a long history of abuse of that with that police department, lots and lots, whether they're badly trained, whether they're understaffed, whether they a combination of both. I don't know. There's something wrong in that department. I can say that the, the Los Angeles Police Department years ago had that problem to a certain extent and they've overcome it. They were under a. Uh, a governmental or a uh, federal consent decree, which meant the feds came in and monitored everything that was going on in that department. And there's been positive changes. 
that the public perceives as positive, such as body cameras, such as higher supervision to, you know, the, the ratio from supervisor to officer is, is, is less, you know, is more, more supervision, uh, more scrutiny on the officer's part. Uh, you know, it, it, police work is not a perfect science. It is something mm-hmm. that uh, evolves and is in real time every day and every night. Every situation is different. Um, so <laughs> I just wish that both sides could find a common ground. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of really good, talented, excellent police officers out there at all levels and in all agencies. And I know there's a lot of great, positive, good, good people out there in all colors. Okay. And I just wish some, some common sense and some civility will prevail here because it's mm-hmm. so far it's not, and it's pretty sad. Yeah. And, and I just want to say, you know, it, it really seems like there's this, you know, anytime the officers use any use of force, it's always going to be questioned. Right. Uh, in this situation, I, I don't even call this use of force because it's what they did was so horrendous. The fact that he was, I mean, this wasn't, this wasn't uh, just him putting it, his, his knee to his neck, you know, just to send a message. It was, he kept it on there eight minutes, nine, 10, whatever it was as the guys in handcuffs. I mean, there's a time you see on police videos all the time where guys have to tackle guys and you don't know what the guy has. Uh, uh, even putting someone in handcuffs sometimes it, you, you see people resist and you're like, okay, no one wants to be in handcuffs, but man, you could really make this a lot worse. We, it is tough. People say all the time that, you know, we can't put ourselves in uh, certain citizens uh, feeling or how they feel or in their heads. Well, well we can't really do that with police officers evil uh, either. Now that said, what, what that officer did was, was evil. That was wrong. Okay. But I think so many times you've been out in the field a lot, Bill, you've had to uh, have use of force and and that could mean anything. And I'm sure you did it uh, as you were trained because you guys are trained incredibly. And, and I'm sure there's a time for it and it's gotta be tough at times when it's, you know, you're going to be scrutinized every movement. Very true. Very true. Um, yeah, we've we've beaten the fact out of the, the that that Mr. Floyd was was killed in a very punitive way. Okay, that was not a use of force. That was a that was just a a murder at the hands of another human being. Okay, yeah. I get it, one hundred percent. I'm not. It makes me sick to to keep going over that. Okay, nothing's going to bring Floyd back. However, these officers are going to have to be. Uh, uh, held and and justice, trust me, will prevail. Can they get a can they get a fair um, hearing, a fair a fair trial anywhere in this country? Yes, they can. You know why? Because the proof is in the video. All right. I don't know what these guys, if they've been interviewed, if they've said anything. Uh, obviously, they have body cameras. They have police reports they've written, which will ultimately probably be unact inaccurate. So we've, we have kicked the shit out of the Floyd thing. That, that situation is done and over with. I am hoping that like a lot of other things that we can learn from this, which I'm, you know, 
pissing in the wind when I say that, that, that <laughs> something positive can come out of this. I doubt it. Uh, this is going to, I'm not going to say this is going to continue, but there's going to, in three weeks from now, there may be an officer involved shooting in, oh, I'm just going to throw out an arbitrary city. Um, oh my gosh. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Fort Wayne, Indiana. All right. I just threw that out there. I just, first thing that came to my mind, there may be an officer involved shooting in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where a black motorist is shot and killed and it turns out he doesn't have a gun. All right. Now, could the officers be justified? They, they could be. It's all, it's all about state of mind, state of mind. And again, I'm going to go back to uh, the guy in Minneapolis state of mind. What was his state of mind? His state of mind was to inflict absolute pain and suffering on Mr. Uh, Floyd. And he did. He killed him. All right. That can't be that. That cannot be defended. That cannot be justified. However, however, the, that's, we're talking about this um, situation, this this uh, situation that, 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 that could that may occur, you know, in whatever city. You're not in those officers' state of mind. It could be a black officer shooting a black motorist, okay? You're not going to have the fanfare. You're not going to have the uproar there because it's black on black. If it's white on black, you know, uh, the curtain's coming up and, and all hell's breaking loose, all right? Even though the officer may be justified because of his state of mind, all right? Every situation is different. Every situation is different. And... Um, that's what the like-minded people that, that can, can, can be reasonable and coexist need to understand. Don't get caught up in the hoopla. Okay. Don't let the, these, these crazy out of control looters and, and at sometimes at sometimes, uh, outlandish protesters persuade your, 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 your common sense. Okay. I'm just laying the facts out, man. I, that's just not, that's not what I'm going to do. Okay. Nor should. And I, and, and again, my, the, the police should not form an opinion that because a, 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 a black or Hispanic person is driving in an all white community, there shouldn't be that bias or, or prejudice either. I get it. And I think we've gotten better mm -hmm. as a police, you know, policing in the year 2020 has gotten better at that. Okay. Except for this one fucked up isolated incident in Minneapolis, we have gotten better. Sure. There's always going to be shootings. There's always going to be bad shit that happens, but as a whole, I think we've gotten better. Okay. We've gotten better. I, I want to say, I, I kind of hate these like blanket, cliche statements, but I, I want to say this, and, and that is that, okay, not every time, not every time a police officer kills a civilian, is it wrong? And not every time a police officer kills uh, a civilian, is it justified? There's no 100% one way or the other. There are instances uh, such as this one last week where it was completely unjustified. That was not self-defense that was not uh you know making a uh, someone who was resisting arrest and it just it, it went to that no that was wrong 
But there are situations and where, where police officers are forced, forced to use deadly force. And those aren't all wrong either. Okay. Loss of life, loss of life sucks. It, all right. But there are times. And, and I think if, if, if we can't all agree on both of those, if you sit, if you sit and you say every time a police officer kills somebody, it's wrong. I don't think that's an accurate statement to make. And just as, just as you cannot sit here and say every time a police officer kills a civilian, uh, it's okay. It's justified. No, we, we are not. We cannot just blindly look one way or the other. There has to be analysis as to what happened and, and make the, the best decision uh, or the best, you know, really look at things accurately. I, I think, like I we, like we've been hammering on, 100% of the country agrees what happened was wrong. Absolutely. And I think the uprising and the, the, the uh, violent, you know, violence and everything is, is just because people think it happens more often than, than it does. And that's, that's through their eyes. And other people would disagree. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Again, I am not, I'm not making this a racial thing. People are going to think that fucking Barnes is the biggest fucking racist asshole out there. Wrong. People who know me know that I'm furthest from that. I am a, mm-hmm. uh, I dislike anyone who does bad things regardless of their color. Okay. I, I, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, I mean, I probably dislike more white people than I do black people or Hispanic people, okay? Seriously, okay? <laughs> I don't like people that do harm to other people, period, or are bad to people, yeah. okay? I don't like those kind of people, all right? And and I'm just saying that me, personally, Bill Barn, I'm not saying, if Matt Hirschman wants to drive to Pomona at 2 o'clock in the morning and, and use an ATM, knock yourself out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, say don't do it, but I... Who, who, who's been around the block a little bit, who in my 60, almost 61 years knows what areas to go to, what areas not to go to. I'm not going to an ATM at the corner of, <laughs> of, of Wilshire and, and Rodeo Drive either at 2 o'clock in the morning because you never know who's out there to do harm to you. My point is, don't put yourself in a fucking position to be fucked with, whether you are a black person, whether you're white, brown, whatever. Be careful, okay? And that means with the cops as well, because they they don't know you, okay? I get stopped at two in the morning mm-hmm. by 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 whoever. They don't know me either. They might think I'm out doing some criminal bullshit, okay? And I might be, yeah, not me, but but a white guy like myself. All right, <laughs> it's just it's just the nature oh. of our of of, of 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 humanity who we are. And because and because yeah. there's been so many controversial white cop on black male deaths in this country since, you know, since day one, it gets magnified. It gets magnified. OK. And that's just the way it is. It's like, hey, the sun's going to rise tomorrow at 552 a.m. That's just the way it is. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing yeah, and, we can and, do to, 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 to you know, um, <laughs> change the tilt of the earth to where it's going to rise five minutes later. There's not a fucking thing we can do. We just have to co-fucking exist. Okay? And if co-fucking existing means don't do crazy shit in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day that brings out, brings attention to you, then don't fucking do it. 
Yeah. I, I, uh, I, you know, you were law enforcement. Uh, I, I was an Uber driver, Uber Lyft driver. And I'll tell you, Bill, I have uh, doing that job. I have, you, you want to make money. You got to be out at night and driving late, driving people home from bars or parties or whatever. I have been out in the middle of the night. I've been out 2am, 3am, even as late as 4am. Um, and I'm always looking over my shoulder and, and I'll tell you what, I don't care what city it is. I've been in some really bad cities. I've been in some really nice cities and I treat it the same because all it takes is one situation. It doesn't matter. You talk about playing the odds. Like I I've been, <laughs> I've been in uh, so, some, some very nice areas, but you know what? Bad things happen there too. And, and so, yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good lesson. You, it doesn't matter where you're at. You got to be careful, but especially late at night, um, and that said, there's plenty of bad things that happen during the day. You know, it just, uh, I, I don't know what the solution is, Bill. I really don't. I wish, you know, coexisting. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would be a nice concept. Unfortunately, you're never going to get a hundred percent of the people to think that way. You're not. And while, you know, we keep beating our heads against the wall, trying to figure out a way, why or way, how um, I'm not sure during our lifetime, Matt, we're not, we're, we're going to be able to come up with that, that solution to be quite honest with you, you know? Um, yeah. Do the do the police have a long way to go in in mending fences and um, trying to 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 do things correctly? Uh, yes, they do. As does the public. Okay, we are not a perfect world. We're not a perfect police department. We're not a perfect anything. Okay, and um, is 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 violence the answer to to the Black Lives Matter movement and making it better? No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, it's going to be counterproductive. Okay. You know, don't, I mean, all it's going to do is, you know, we went, we went two giant steps backwards in race relations. Uh, after this Minneapolis things, we're doing about 10 giant steps backwards uh, from, you know, the, uh, from, from, from the violence and the looting. Yeah. It's not going to serve any purpose. Yeah. Let's just stop the bullshit mm-hmm. and just move on with life. We have a pandemic for God's sakes, to worry about. All right? Let's get these cops back out on the beach giving tickets to these fucking people that sit in lawn chairs and try to get some sun, okay? There's bigger fish to fry. It sure puts a lot of stuff in uh, perspective, doesn't it? With yeah, this whole what are we doing? Uh, co- COVID-19. What are we doing? <laughs> oh, my God. What are we doing here? <laughs> we shouldn't be chasing looters. My God, we got... We've got we've got people that want to get some air. We got we got we got people that want to get in, get some get some fresh air on the beach that shouldn't be there. Let's take let's take them into custody for God's sakes. Yeah, six feet apart or not, I mean, I, I do appreciate that the looters have uh, been six feet apart. Most of them are wearing masks uh, for for the safety for for everyone's well being of the uh, the virus. That and is, we'll just I hope see, you all know we'll that I'm that I'm with, kidding with all this mask. <laughs> Uh, crowds that are taking place, these mass protests. We'll see. We'll see if this coronavirus bullshit spikes or not. Okay, if if our beloved governor can allow this shit, he should he should start allowing full stadiums full of people watching sports sporting events when this thing ends. Okay, you can't have it both ways. No, that's true. I mean, you can have thousands of people, uh, you know, rioting. Uh, again, not protesting, rioting. You can have that. Allow that somehow, but not uh, you know fifty thousand people in a in a sporting venue or a concert or whatever. So there's very there's been some very a lot of inconsistencies 
around and they're really starting to show I, I right now. Than, I can't it's, have more than five people at a, at a gathering at my house, but we can have 3,000 gather for, for, a, uh, for a protest. So all of a yeah. sudden, um, you know, uh, I, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply for a, a, a permit to protest so I can have a dinner party uh, in a week or so. Okay? That's how much fucking sense this makes. And I'm not, and I'm yeah. not, believe me, my anger right now, my frustration is not with the protesters. You're doing what you believe in, go do it. Okay? I believe in having a dinner party with 15 people. I should be allowed to fucking do it. Okay? And we have an idiot governor who's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Okay? And I called for his imprisonment earlier in this broadcast, and I'm calling for it again. <laughs> Uh, Bill, where one one uh, well one of my final questions, but where do you stand on? Okay, there's a fine line, right? And I think sometimes people believe it one way, and sometimes people believe it the other way. Okay, we had a stay-at-home order for many months. It was hey, go out to grocery store, or whatever, but it was a stay-at-home order. Now, because of everything that's going on, the violence out there, how unsafe it is outside, uh, because of human beings, not a virus, but uh, now we have this curfew, which is a, basically a, a, another stay-at-home order. I think people who didn't like the stay-at-home order are now like they're okay with the curfew. Maybe not everyone, but you know what I mean? Like I, I just – there's inconsistencies there as well from uh, general citizens not liking one and liking the other or vice versa. Uh, this curfew is a, is, a, is a tool to use to arrest a protester who has not – um, cease and desist with his protesting and has become a violator of an unlawful assembly. That is a, another tool to arrest someone mm -hmm. when they're out past eight o'clock. Um, it's a tool mm -hmm. and it's being used um, on those who have no business being out uh, and about. Okay. You're in a, you're in an area mm -hmm. that's been looted, even though you're just walking, minding your own business. You know, you, you could be subject to arrest. It's a tool. OK, not everybody, not obviously not every person who leaves their house after eight o'clock at night, five o'clock at night, whatever the time restraint is, is going to be arrested. OK, uh, it's a tool. Mm -hmm. Now, I think, you know, it, it, the, in the first couple nights, it was a joke. No one, no one adhered to it. But what I saw last night in Hollywood is that, you know, it made some believers out of people. And, um, you know, I, I applaud the LAPD for trying to, to step it up a little bit and, and take some enforcement action. Um, do I think that um, the city of Upland, for, for, for example, has a, stay -at -home, a, a, a curfew for the next week? Okay, that's a little excessive in my opinion. Um, but again, you know, you got smarter and, 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 and better educated people running that city than I do. So they may know something I don't, but again, that's just my, you know, surly opinion. I, I just think it's wrong. I think curfews are, are kind of overblown as was the stay at home order. A lot of people got sick and tired mm -hmm. of it towards the end and said, fuck it. We're going to do what we want to do. And they're obviously saying, fuck it now. Cause they're definitely doing what they want to do by marching through streets and, and, and creating havoc. Um, with their with their blocking of, of of traffic, so on and so forth. So, it is what it is. You, it, it's it's a tool. Is all it is. Yeah. No. And, and there's there's this fear, mostly from uh, 
you know, people who support writing that, um, that there's this, there's this police state now that police and, and law enforcement are just going to roll in and mobilize and, uh, you know what, make people stay in their homes or whatever the case, but that is not, there's a cause to all this. There's just like, there's cause to, uh, you know, what, what happened with Mr. Floyd, uh, you know, people, because people started protesting because of that. And then that led to, to some, some rioting. So there's a, there's a cause and effect of everything that happens, but people are like fearful of this uh, militarized state that, you know, I've even heard people say, well, this is what the, this is how all these other dictatorships started with, with the military rolling in. But if you, if you don't give, uh, you know, if you don't give us a choice, if you're going to force the hand of, of that extreme solution, like, I mean, what do people expect? They expect to just run around and do whatever they want and, and not be, not eventually be told what to do. Well, <laughs> if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, whether it's on the stay at home order or a curfew or whatever the, the case may be, if you're doing what the law says you should do, there's not going to, you're, you're not going to be a victim of a police state. Okay. We are far from a police state. We are far from that. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have enough police, A, to handle what's going on now, let alone handle everyone and be a, be a, a arm of a dictatorship. Granted, we have a president right now who's, who's, who's probably very, very pissed off and very angry and told his governors yesterday that they better shit or get off the pot and, 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 and take, take control of their cities and states or he's going to bring in the military. I firmly believe he'll do it. Okay. Uh, do I think President Trump is a little bit unhinged at times? Absolutely. Absolutely do I think that. Uh, do I think anybody's trying to keep him in check? They might be trying to. He, his cabinet may try to, to talk him down on things, but he's going to, lo and behold, he's at the end of the day, he's going to do what he wants to do. Okay. Uh, do I think everything he's mm-hmm. done has been right? No. But again, again, what other options do we have? Joe Biden? Come on. <laughs> well, well, and, and Bill, I've asked some questions today that maybe are a little different than I have in the past. I am trying to, to branch out a little bit. I'm not saying switch, switch my, my beliefs or anything. I'm just trying to uh, have some conversation uh, with, and try to figure out, you know, try to get some, some ideas, some exactly. solutions. I, I have my beliefs, my opinions, but I, you know what, if we're just going to burn stuff, it's like, okay, well, what, give me some solutions here. I, I, I do want, I'll, I'll I am willing to listen and I, and I want to find out, you know, Hey, what's, what's going on? What can we do to make things better? But I don't think people truly do deep down. I, I, you know, and I've asked you about a police state. I've asked you about dictatorship and uh, you know, police may be arresting and, and use of force on people. I've asked you some things today that um, I may have not done so before, but I'm just trying to, to get a clearer picture of things because Unfortunately, Bill, I've been I've been so sad the past week. I, I have been incredibly sad over so many different things. And uh, you know what? People are like, what do you have to be sad about? But I just in seeing how everyone is treating each other, it, it is uh it is so disturbing and frustrating. And I am at a loss for words. I I have been really all week and the, the few words and thoughts I've gotten out of I hope I haven't come across uh too too uh 
uh, too weak or too soft or too – I don't know. I, I'm just at a well, loss but, with all this. And well, it's really, just, uh, as am I. I, I I'm, I'm not really sad. I'm just disgusted. And I'm, I'm very, very uh, displeased with how uh, our country has, has responded. Uh, obviously, uh, the whole thing that started this, and I've, I've, I've said this over and over again, was an absolute crime and injustice. Um, but enough's enough. Let's stop. Let's stop breaking things. Let's stop fucking shit up, okay? Let's move on. Let's try to let's try to coexist, okay? Now, in the last week since this thing's happened, I have lost who I thought were friends, acquaintances, people that I had something in common with that I thought were uh, folks that that on 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 the field when I umpired had my back. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but you know what? Uh, We cannot. There's just no common ground now. Uh, these folks have taken their have taken their side, and I've tried to be as objective as I can. And we 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 fight. We have no common ground anymore, and not because of because of of of, of my opinions or m- it's not because this is what I want. They no longer want to be friends. Okay, they no longer want to have anything to do with Bill Barnes. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine. I'd rather know now than down the road. Okay, and um, you know, yeah. obviously, there, there's been a burning anger in their in their soul for for a great long time, and this has brought it out of them. You know, I have no ill regards to to them at all, but um, I just see that we cannot. Uh... No, we can't. Can't because. Can't, uh... Seem to I, get I, along. I see how they really are, <laughs> and if I was continuing to umpire, which I'm not, I would not want to work with those people. I couldn't be on the same field with them because I know deep in my heart that they wouldn't have my back. I would have theirs. Trust me, I would. I would. But that, but things have come out, and their true feelings about my roots and my me being in law enforcement has shown that uh, I can't trust them. Okay, and obviously they are not going to trust me, so we're going to move on. Yeah, no ill will, no ill will, and I wish them the best. But we just can't, we just can't. Well, we, we I I have to <laughs> kind of um, in the in in, uh, in in some. I just have to unfriend them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I you know I have a lot of friends, and um, you know what? I, I think it's it's all about. You're not going to, I mean, think how big the country is. You're not going to always, you don't even agree with all your family members all the time, let alone all the friends you have from the various backgrounds and everything. So I just wish that with disagreement, there could still be this, uh, there could still be a friendship. There could still be, uh, you know, being cordial to each other. But unfortunately, when there's disagreements, especially uh, in times like this, they are they're multiplied severely and uh yeah friendships do end and, and i wish it didn't happen i i there's a plenty of pe- plenty of friends i have that i disagree with that i i wish would we just leave it at that okay we just disagree it's fine there's no ill will i don't think less of you or or uh, you know not want you in my life or anything it's just but i think people are so fired up these days uh with anything take take away even what's going on currently that uh disagreement means uh, non-friendship, and I, I agree. Just think, I don't think again, that's true. That's a that's a bad precedent you know, to still, set. I could still, you know, but things have been said 
things have been, um, you know, presented to me uh, that these folks feel that I'm still part of being connected to the man, you know, and that my thoughts and feelings are still as a hardcore murderous cop. And that's not the case. And I can't be friends with people that think that ill will of me because that's not me. Okay. That is not me. And if their emotions, if their emotions are getting the best of them right now, well, well, I, okay. (laughs) It's, I've been fortunate to have a lot of different people on this podcast uh, from various backgrounds, a lot of different friends that I've met in many walks of life. And it's been so fun to catch up with them and talk with them because you don't talk to everyone uh, as often as you'd like to. Uh, but there are a few friends you have that are that are really close that you chat with more often than than others. And you know what? Uh, at, at the place I'm at right now, Bill, I <laughs> you talked about California. I'm so, I'm so ready to get out of here, not to run away from anyone specific, but just to. Just, I don't know. I'm just yeah, ready for it, some like it, it peace and a, quiet. A, a like <laughs> it's this, just so crazy. To see who your real friends are and to see who you can agree to disagree with. And the ones that you can't, the ones that are just hell bent on telling mm-hmm. you that you're, you know, pure evil, you're a blue eyed devil and you're, you're part of the, you're part of the problem and not the solution. And that, you know, that uh, you still have your murderous ways. Well, you know, you know what? No, that's, that's not true. I feel, I feel bad for you. Move on. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Well, well, Bill, I'm sure we're going to have plenty to talk about next week. I, I really hope that we don't have to do another special edition uh, uh, recording in between our, our Wednesday episodes like we had to do last Sunday. I know you were fired up and pretty adamant about wanting to get together to do that. So if we, if we have to, we have to, but you know, you're a big contributor to this show, get a lot of positive feedback about you. Uh, you know, if, if we have to do some special editions or some, well, <laughs> some uh, I'm live invited, streaming I'm or something, I don't know, we'll do it, whatever, listeners. whatever we got to do. But you know, I don't know the person, which I probably don't anybody, any, any of your listeners that take a different approach than I do to come join the show. Come on. And we'll do a we'll do a sit down. We'll do a discussion, and or if you yeah. want to call it debate, I don't give a shit what you want to call it. We will hash this out. We will agree to disagree, and we will we will shake hands before, and we will shake hands after. We will leave as people that are able to coexist. Okay, it's not going to be some you know uh, duel. It's not going to be who's right and who's wrong. We're going to debate two different points of view. I would love to do that. And I invite anybody out there who is listening or knows of someone that's not listening and you, and you, you, you play this recording for them. And if they want to, if they want to discuss with me, their uh, view, which would be obviously different than mine, I would love to. I'm really kind of tired of talking to the same people who agree with me because we're not getting anywhere there. We need, we need good, uh, Mm-hmm. dialogue that shows two points of view. No, you're right about that. And, and I am going to try to reach out to some people and just say, Hey, let's have a discussion because I want you, I want you to explain things to me and I want you to hear what either I have to say, or what Bill has to say. If you, if you are on the show with someone, Bill, I, I will just be, uh, you know, Judge Mills Lane, I will be out of it. It will just be you guys. I will just moderate. So there would be no ganging up on anybody. 
crazy lunatic, uh, you know, macho man Randy Savage screaming at people. No, 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 no. We will have a civilized, uh, down home, talking across the dinner table uh, discussion and keep it civil, okay? We will keep it civil. And that's what I want. That's what I want. Maybe that's a start. Not just with me. I mean, I'm not stupid enough to think that, you know, that me talking to somebody is going to cure all this. Absolutely not. But it would be helpful. It would be healthy to those that take a different view where we could just hash this out and just try to be, try to, try to, you know, figure it out. Two people. Uh, For you. Yeah, I would, I would like that. A couple sentences here for you. Okay. A couple sentences for you. You know, a one minute response from each of you. Like, I do think that would be good and healthy. And again, I, at this point, I'm really open to anything because nothing seems to be working or has worked uh, over the years. And that's that's very frustrating. And uh, you know what? We, we really can't have much more of this I agree. Uh, negative road we're going down. It's unfortunate. Well, Bill, thanks for being here. We'll see if we line something like that up. But base, uh, be safe out there. I know you're uh, you're always uh, watchful and, and curious as to what's going on, and, and hopefully, you know these things uh, see see uh, start to slow down a little bit. But who knows? Stay aware out there, and not just you, Bill, uh, but everyone. So, any any parting words and, you'd like and, to and say? Safety and and uh, to everybody, and let's just uh, let's all just. Uh, find some civility, some common ground and uh, move forward uh, with uh, life and make it better. That's all we can do. That's it. That's all we can do. All right. Well, Bill, thanks again for being here. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Another thank you to Bill Barnes. Thanks for being here every single week. Really appreciate your thoughts, your insight. You're a great contributor to this show. Really appreciate you uh, spending time with us and, and just uh, you know helping helping me kind of talk through some things because I think we all need someone to talk to right now. And I appreciate you being on. Uh, always a pleasure, my friend. We look forward to talking to you again next week. On Thursday, guys, we're going to be joined by Rich Padilla. He is a college baseball assigner. He also used to work college baseball. He does some observing for different levels of college baseball umpires as well. So going to get a little different perspective from him. He also does some acting, some acting work that is, uh, you know, is a uh, as extra. He's also been in some films. So we'll talk about some of that stuff. Uh, it was a fun interview with him. Good time sitting down and chatting. Again, we recorded uh, about a week and a half ago, so uh, it, it won't have any current events in it. But looking forward to that episode on Thursday. Friday, we have Joe Baldino, a retired, well, I should say former college football official. Uh, he, he works high school football now only, and he also used to be a college baseball player. He is a good family, or his family was good friends with uh, the late, great Eric Gregg, the Major League Baseball umpire. So we'll talk to him about officiating and just... You know, a little bit of everything. So I don't want to take away from anything that's going on around the country right now. But we are going to try to continue with our show, continue to have guests uh, talk about various items. A lot of the, a lot of them are similar, but we're trying to uh, branch out and get some new ones as well. But we don't want to take away from the people we've sat down to record with. And again, there's going to be more topics about some of the con- some of the 
or conversations on topics, I should say, about what's going on out there and just people's thoughts and feelings and and just uh, you know we're, we're going to get to that stuff as well. I'm going to always have a little intro- introduction uh, Thursday and Friday. I, I might not have much to say just because uh, I, I you know who knows who knows if there will be anything to say. But in general, that's kind of what we're doing. I, I don't want to take away from anything. Again, like I said, uh, we want to honor everyone out there who is. Uh, you know, fighting the good fight and trying to keep the peace and also stay safe out there, you know? So, uh, we know there's a lot of voices to be heard right now and I don't want to take away from any of that. Uh, we're all Americans, like I said before on this podcast, and I hope we can find a way to, uh, unite a little bit through all this and really move forward and, and make things better. Uh, cause the, the violence is, uh, is very much, um, frustrating and disturbing, I think for all of us. Well, that'll wrap up another episode. Once again, thank you, Bill Barnes, for being here. It was a lot of fun. We covered some, uh, you know, little different talk topics and went down some different roads regarding all these protests and riots and, and of course, the, the unfortunate death of George Floyd. But uh, we look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you to those who have listened. As always, our podcast is run through Anchor, but you can listen to us on many platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and many more. If you need to reach out to us or follow any of our episode information, what the podcast is going to be putting out with new interviews and such, you can follow all that information through our Twitter handle, Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. Look forward to future episodes. We get a couple more this week, then we'll take a break for the weekend and uh, refresh our batteries, uh, (laughs) charge our batteries, I should say, refresh ourselves, get ready for more episodes next week. But guys, whatever you're doing, whether you're out in the town or around in third base, get home safe.